Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about some ways to invest in the future of your business and also just in the future of your personal finances. It's something that a lot of people don't think about, and I think it's always good to be reminded that time is probably the one element that's working against you in everything. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. The reason why I bring up time as the main enemy here that you're battling is because when you're doing anything, the longer you wait to do something, Usually, the more you're going to lose in that particular aspect. I'll give you an example that can apply directly to your business. The longer you wait to expand your pool route, let's say that you have 60 accounts and you're fairly comfortable, but you can easily bring it up to 80 accounts, but you're really in no rush to do that. And I think this is a mistake that a lot of people do because they leave a lot of money on the table. And I'm the kind of person that doesn't like leaving money on the table. And so I'll do a lot of things and maybe I'll be overbooked sometimes, but I don't like doing that. But let's say that you have 60 accounts and you're getting $180 per account. So that'll give you $10,800 a month in gross income from that route. But let's say you just added 10 more pools to that. So instead of having 60, you have 70. 70 times 180, that'll give you 12600 And so if you minus that, that's 10800 minus 12600 that's $1,800 a month in extra money. And let's say that you're just slow in building. You don't really feel a need that you need to get those 10 accounts. But the reality is the quicker you get those 10 accounts, the better off you're going to be because 1800 a month. And let's say you waited a whole year to build that up and you just kind of just let things go and you didn't market, you didn't market yourself aggressively or you didn't try to land those accounts. That is $21,600 you've lost in one year. If you waited two years to do that, that would be 43000 So just something as simple as adding 10 accounts rapidly. When you have the ability to do it, but you're kind of kind of not doing it, this costs you 43000 over a two-year period. And so what I mean by time is your enemy, something as simple as that would be something working against you getting more income. Another thing that a lot of people don't do is do any kind of investing when they're in their 20s and 30s. And this is kind of weird, but this is very typical. And I don't think you you have to be too future-oriented to realize that in this type of business, if you're not investing in something with your money, you really can't be doing weekly pool service when you're in your 50s and 60s. I mean, you can be, but ideally, you would want to have employees doing that, or you would want to be set up to where another industry or another investment is paying you so that you're not out there doing 80 pools a week by yourself. And this is just 
the fact that, you know, most athletes retire when they're in their 40s. I mean, even earlier than that in a lot of cases. And you may push it as far as like Tom Brady. I think he was 46 when he retired or 45, which is pretty incredible if you think about it. I mean, I couldn't throw a football even at the age of 40, let alone 45. I probably couldn't even throw as far as he did when I was in my 20s. But that said, you have a finite amount of time in any kind of business to create a profit and then take that profit and invest it. The minimum thing you should be doing is a Roth IRA where you're putting in your maximum amount per month with you and your spouse. And of course, you can get with a financial planner and they usually are free. Any company will give you free um, planning advice. Of course, they're going to want you to use them as their broker for any kind of investing and mutual funds, things of that nature. But I think the advice is pretty solid from them. One thing you're going to find is that they are usually pretty heavily against real estate investing because, of course, they make their commission on you making trades in, uh, in their firm for whatever product you're holding. If it's in, you know any kind of fund you're holding, they make their money either a flat fee by managing it, which is the one I use. I, I hire, hire somebody to manage my account for a flat fee every year, whereas they can also charge each time you make a change to your account. Some do both. But they do give you really solid financial planning. They'll look at your income. They have charts that will show that when you're 60 years old, this is how much money you would have saved if you invested in your investments, brought 8% return. This is how much money your Social Security will give you. And by the way, it's a kind of a misnomer that you're not paying into Social Security as someone who's self-employed. If you file your taxes and you don't fudge on them, you're actually paying into Social Security on a similar rate that you would be paying if you earned that money through an employer. And so you are going to get Social Security depending on when you started working and how much how much you earn is the amount you're going to get at the end. And people will say, well, it's not going to be there for me, but it probably will be there in some form or shape. And it may they may keep pushing the age to draw back further and further. So you may not live long enough to draw any of that money. But regardless of that, there is some of that you have to calculate in your retirement but I always say that if you start early, I mean, you've seen these charts where if you invest when you're in your 20s, $1,000 a month in a mutual fund giving you 10%, you're going to have like $1.4 million or something like that. But if you if the same person does it when they're 30, they're going to have like 800000 It's all because of compound interest. And time, again, is working against you. The later you start, the more money you're going to need to put in to generate the same amount of money as someone who invested in their 20s. I think the most difficult hurdle in investing is getting started. There's a learning curve for any investment product you're going to invest in. That's why I think a financial planner is pretty good to start with because they're well-versed in the, the stock market in you know whichever market they are leaning towards. And they'll give you a good plan to invest. I mean, that's, at the least you can do is meet with someone in that capacity of course, there's a lot of good books out there on real estate investing you can pick up. A lot of people say, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that'll give you a kickstart. But to me, that's not a practical book if you're thinking about investing in real estate. I'll give you the title of what I think is the most practical book that I've read on investing in real estate. And the author is uh, Brandon Turner and Brian Murray. So Brandon Turner is one of the primary authors. He has like 3,000 rental units. It's really crazy. And he started when he was fairly young. And it's called The Multifamily Millionaire. You can buy it on Amazon. It's a blue-covered book with gold text. And 
Um, it's got, you know, 86% five-star reviews. I'm not sure what the negative reviews are. Um, and it has 11 four-star reviews. This is a good roadmap for investing in real estate. And I think it's really something that you should be thinking about picking up if you're thinking about doing rental real estate because he lays everything out there clearly and he gives you a really concise roadmap of how he did it and some of the best ways to do it. He'll answer a lot of the questions you may have also about, you know, what to buy and different problems you're going to run into. Some of it's pretty humorous and a lot of it I can relate to because I've had similar problems with my rentals. And it's one of those things where the hardest part is getting started. There's a big knowledge gap, obviously, when you're going to invest. And you may think that, well, you know, the rates are really high, so I don't want to do anything right now. But again, time is your enemy. And there are benefits for both kind of markets. Right now, there's no competition. The prices are pretty stable. You're paying more for the product. However, if you wait, again, the prices are going to go up. You're going to pay less. But then time is working against you. And the reason I say this is because the formula you want in real estate is you want to have everything paid off by the time you're ready to retire so that you can really take that real income as a supplement to your regular income. And if you start when you're 50, it's much harder to do that because, of course, you don't have as much time. But if you're in your 20s or early 30s, you can easily pay off a 30-year mortgage in 30 years by not doing anything. And that's the beauty of the rental property because the tenant is actually paying everything off for you, plus you get a tax write-off. So even if you buy something at 25 years old or 30 years old and you just go to 30 years, which the banks, of course, love that, you're going to have a paid-off house in 30 years. So logically, the sooner you start, the better. The more you acquire, the more you can duplicate this formula, the more properties you can own will give you the more rental income later. I really think real estate should be your primary form of investing. And again, any kind of a financial planner will say the opposite. But the real estate is number one for several reasons. Number one, you get a, a really good tax break. You can depreciate the property for 22 years. And you can also reset that if you do a major remodeling of that property. Depreciation basically is the government giving you a percentage saying that the house is kind of losing value every every year because it's getting older when everyone knows that, you know, the prices go up every year instead of down. And then you can, of course, deduct your interest from any kind of mortgage, any kind of repairs you put in there. Anything that you do to the property is deductible, the property taxes, insurance, and pretty much you're, if you do do, the, do this properly, you're going to show very little income and a lot of deductions on that, which helps your overall taxes. Another thing is that I mentioned that after 30 years, if you don't do anything, you're going to have a paid-for house. That house has int intrinsic value. So if you bought it for 300000 or 400000 in 30 years, how much do you think that house would be worth? Let's just be conservative and say it's worth 700000 Well, if you have no mortgage on there, you can sell that or you can transfer that to a larger property with a 1031 exchange. And you have an asset worth 700000 that you bought for 400000 And so unlike stocks or mutual funds where the rate of return is 10, you know, at the best 12%, the rate of return on your house is 100%. So if you invested that money 
and you you paid four hundred thousand for it, and it's worth seven hundred thousand. You just have a net of like three hundred thousand in the difference there over that thirty years. So if you have three of these, I, I think you're you're of course a millionaire at that point. Three paid for rentals worth that amount of money, but it's something tangible also, and you can sell that asset. It's not you know instantly liquid, but you could sell it within you know two months pretty easily or maybe less. And so I think that's one reason why I think it's the best investment because you're not investing your money across, you know, 500 different companies. You're investing in, in a property that you own and it has value that you can sell if you need to, if you want to get that money out. But more importantly, if you have four of these and you're getting 2000 a month and they're all paid off, that's 8000 a month income on four properties when you're in your 60s or late 50s. So that's 96000 in gross rental income if they're getting 2000 a month. And in most cases, you're going to get more rent than that. And if you have five of them, I mean, then you have, you know, 100, you know, five, uh, let's, let's just say 2000 that's 10000 a month times 12 is $120,000 a month coming in. If you look at how much money you're going to need invested in mutual funds to draw 100000 a year, and this is pretty incredible, you're going to need $2 million in your account to draw just 100000 a year from that account. Now, how long will it take you to put $2 million in the stock market? It'll take you quite a long time. And how long will it take you to acquire, you know, five properties that will give you this amount? It'll probably take you a lot less time. Plus, you're getting the rent every month. And you may not be, of course, making that 2000 because of the mortgage and other payments, maybe 300 or 400 a month or 200 a month. But at the end, when they're all paid off, you're going to draw 120000 in rent. And this is conservative and pretty low. I'm giving you low numbers here. And you would need to put $2 million in the market to be able to draw just 100000 That's 20000 less. Also keep in mind that your end investment is also, can also fluctuate based on the current market. And you can also deplete that account over a period of time. If you're drawing out that much money every every year, you can deplete that account maybe in 12 to 15 years. But if you have real estate, you can't deplete that account because you own the house and it's there and it exists. And you just have to get tenants in and out of there whenever you need someone new in there. So I think the revenue you generate from that is much superior and it's a better asset class. But of course, the financial planner doesn't make any money off you if you have real estate in that case. Although there are REITs or real estate investing that you can kind of join together. I think a lot of those require a minimum of 100000 to invest in those. But the rate of return on those are actually pretty good. So you can look into that if you want to. I think the book covers some of that. But I would highly recommend it if you're thinking about it. It's, to me, a great resource. It's better than uh, reading something uh, anyone else suggests. It's written by someone who's done it. And they also have uh, resources and podcasts on that also. So again, look for that book, The Multifamily Millionaire Volume 1 on Amazon. Make sure you get Volume 1, by the way. There's a second one on like larger apartment kind of properties. And, you know, it's one of those things that I think the bottom line, again, is you just have to get started. If you're in your 20s listening, you know, get started right away. If you're in your 30s, definitely get started. If you're in your 40s, you're probably going to be in panic mode at that point because you're running out of time at that point unless you're going to work till 70 or 75. So if you're listening and you're young, start early, 
you know, start reading different things. And of course, if you want to email me, I can point you in the right direction for some resources. I think, again, start with that book. I think it's a great resource for you to just get started and just start. I think that's the biggest hurdle. You just wait and don't get things done. And like that first example, I gave you a tangible example. So it kind of wakes you up. You just left $40,000, over $40,000 of income on the table because you didn't do something as simple as getting 10 extra pools as soon as you could. But that's not really any different than you not investing in real estate in your 20s and 30s and acquiring two or three properties and building that rental income from what would be maybe 2000 if you waited till you're in your 30s or 40s to six or 8000 if you started early enough and acquired as many properties. So the key is just to get started. And I really urge you to really sit down with your spouse, sit down with the financial planner, sit down with a mentor, and really get started on some kind of plan because time is the enemy. And if you haven't started now, you're you're probably too late or you're putting leaving money on the table by not starting as soon as you can. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingprolearning.com. Just click on the podcast icon at the banner. That'll take you to a drop-down menu where I have over almost 1,200 podcasts to date. And if you're interested in the coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a rest of your week, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.